This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3416 for Monday, the 6th of September 2021. Today's show is entitled HPR Community News for August 2021 and is part of the series HPR Community News. It is the 180th show of HPR volunteers and is about 96 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is Ken's not available. So MRX joins Dave to talk about the shows and comments in August. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everybody, welcome to Hacker Public Radio. This is the community news for August 2021. Now, um, you're not hearing Ken's voice introducing this time because he's unavailable today. So uh, we're um, we're managing without him. Um, And I'm very lucky to have a co-host who's uh, joined me to help out with this. And it's Mr. X. Hi, Mr. X. Hello, everybody. <laughs> wow, this is a bit strange. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, my voice isn't uh, too too gruff because I'm, I'm recovering a wee bit from a, a, a snotty cold, but I uh, should be fine. Sounds fine from where I am. So, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's really nice of you to join in, actually, Mr. X, because it's um, it, this thing works best as a dialogue, I think. You know, yeah, I, I think so. so when, when, when I listen, it's good to hear you and Ken uh, chatting back and forward. Yeah, I must admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that adds adds something to it. So it's really nice to have a have a co-host, as I said. So fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, well, we're glad to help out. And uh, recently, I haven't been able to contribute many shows, so it's a nice way to to, to, to contribute back. So sort of absolutely, yeah, I'm delighted. absolutely. So we'll just do things the way we normally do it, okay. which is uh, we're gonna. Uh, just go through the, the shows. We're going to look at the, the comments on them as we go. And we look at any comments that were, which were made to older shows after that. We look at the mailing list. And uh, there's a few any other business things, nothing very much. And that, that's us pretty much. So, excellent, um, excellent. So that's, the, that's the agenda. Yeah, yeah. Ho- hopefully I can remember something about some of the shows. <laughs> I have listened to them, honestly, honestly. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. A month's a long time. It's it's yeah, a long yeah. time. It's easy to uh, to forget. I do. That's why I keep notes. Because um, <laughs> ah, you're too my... organized. Too organized. <laughs> I, I'm too forgetful. That's why. <laughs> so I have to write things down. So the first show of this block was three three nine one, which was the last community news. Okay. Um, and we there's not usually much to say unless there's comments, and there are no comments on this one. So right. we'll okay. we'll hop straight on to the next one. 3392 was from to Turtle, who did a show on structured error reporting. Oh, yes. Part of the series on Haskell. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know anything about Haskell. I, I, I must admit, but it, it's, uh, it does look fascinating. I must admit, it's it's quite scary looking. I find I, I see where he's going with this. He's he's, he's sort of organising his error reports in a in a sort of more controlled way, mm. which is great. It's definitely a a message that uh, programmers should be taking to heart. Well, I'm sure they do, of course, but uh, yeah. But the, the details of this really pass me by. I don't, yeah. whether, I don't really see myself being much of a, a Haskell person uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, great notes as well. There's a lot, lot of information there. So I, I'd imagine anyone that's, that's uh, even remotely interested in Haskell can get, get a lot from this, I would have thought. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's oh yes, there's some great uh, detail here if you if you're wanting to to get into Haskell, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. So, I, I, I wonder how many shows he's going to do. How he's got many he's got in the, in the pipeline. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was he was producing them at a fair old rate at one time, but uh, during the COVID, like most people, he, uh, he slowed yeah, down a bit. It's but, uh, difficult, it's difficult. It's yeah, terrible, yeah, yes. yeah. There were no comments on that one, so we'll move on to okay, the okay. next one which is from Klaatu, who is talking about XML. We need to talk about XML, he says. An extensible markup language? Hmm, this is too good to be true. So um, he's, uh, he's talking about what XML is and a bit about what it looks like. There's an example in the notes. And um, he's, he's quite enthusiastic, I would say. So yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's it's always very good at exp- explaining things. I, I, I find, and uh, although I've not delved deeply into XML, I've had to tweak the Adobe XML file. I think the one I remember the most is is uh, is, uh, X, is I think uh, XBMC. Well, it's not XBMC now. What's it called now? You know the the Xbox Media Player thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it uses XML files and whatnot. So I had to tweak some of those, and you're sort of doing it by hand. So any way you can automate it, it's obviously very good. Um, yes, yes. And, it's uh, uh, it's it's a fun thing to to work with that it, when you think of what the alternatives are. Um, yes. Yes. And, Though it's quite unforgiving, so you need to be uh, pretty careful with the way that you work with it. I've I've used it yeah. a moderate amount in my my job uh, when I had a job back, oh, right. back in yep. the day, yep. but mm-hmm. uh, but don't really how, how, use it much. How far does XML go back then? Um, I believe it was sort of the early nineties that it that it came right. out. Right. I remember getting excited about it and going to buy a a book in the, the local book shop. Um, and yeah, it was in it, sort of introduction to one of the O'Reilly things. Uh, oh yeah, they're very really good. Those it yeah, was yeah. it was good, but I just yeah, I wasn't quite sure what it was for, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it can be used for all sorts of things. I'm sure sometimes it's not not the ideal solution for that for everything, but it's probably used for all sorts of things, you know. Well, I think part it's partly it's for what you want to use it for is ah, probably the answer to my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 I was expecting it to say, oh, well, here's what you can do with, with XML. But it was more a case of here's what XML is and how it's structured and things you need to know about. You can't put this, that, and the other in the in it. Um, and and it's the same as um, HTML. You can't put ampersands in, in it. Right, because right, Because they right. have a special meaning and those sorts of, of things. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good good show, though. It's good to get an explanation of what XML yeah, was. I, yeah, I didn't absolutely. enjoy it, Master Yeah. So there were two comments on this one. The first one, oh, I'll yes, just, if you okay if we ping pong, I'll start with with the first one. You, you, would you do the second one? 
Yeah, yeah, by all means. Uh-huh. Can you see him okay? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got them there. Okay. So, um, first comment was from Trey, who said, Thank you. Someone who only occasionally uses XML and other languages like JSON, your episodes on both topics were very helpful. It's also encouraging to know that there's some, someone else out there who despises Markdown as much as I do. Keep up the great episodes. So, yes, good. Good. Yeah, good. Excellent, kick, excellent. kick in, in the teeth of Markdown along the way. That's good. <laughs> oh, couldn't be better. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And the second comment was uh, from Kevin O'Brien. Uh, I loved this. I loved the show. Great show, Klaatu. In my previous career as a project manager working with big data systems, XML was important for data transfer. For example, in the automotive industry, the major manufacturers uh, would insist that suppliers use XML to send data, such as invoices. Uh, important exclamation mark. And in healthcare, it is uh, useful for sending health data. Also, you mentioned DocBook, and I seem to recall seeing you uh, give a presentation on that. And I think it was uh, Indiana Linux Fest, but if not, probably Ohio Linux Fest. All good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I, th- I think there's a colleague at work uh, had a big, big complicated XML file to parse and and he was t- he was kind of raving about it. I think he used some sort of Python tool, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly useful indeed, very useful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At my work, um, I used data from the student record system, which is an independent thing run by the <clears throat> by the administrative computing people, um, and they would send me the data laterally in XML form. So that was you know like. 20,000 student detail thingies that I needed to, to make accounts from, uh, all in a, in a huge XML file. So it was mm. um, quite mm. entertaining to uh, <laughs> learn how to parse that and, and yes. get, get the individual things out without uh, causing your program to blow up because it was so vast. Yes, yes. Yeah, I could imagine that. I've, I've, not, I've, I've only uh, delved um, slightly into, into XML and only, only hand edited things and of course you know, that's the other thing that I think with the Xbox if you got it wrong the thing would sometimes fail to boot so you could get yourself into a right mess <laughs> yeah. that's not fun no no <laughs> okay moving on then well the next okay. show was from Clartoon guess what it was about it was hey. about XML so Whoa. it says be an XML star with XML starlet parse XML from the terminal the uh, Shows entitled. So, yeah, this is looking at XML Starlet, which is a program which lets you do some quite fancy things um, with an XML file. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's quite cool. Uh, yeah, again, uh, excellent show notes. Uh, you can see what you're doing at a glance. I, I must admit, I, I don't think I look at the show notes enough. I tend to just just enjoy listening to the podcast. Uh, I guess it's just getting getting the time, I guess. But uh, but you can see he had he had a, a problem to solve, and this scratched his itch and fixed it, sort of thing. So uh, it's really good when you when you get a solution like this. But that, that was also I remember the show it was it was very good. Yeah, yeah. It um, I, the notes I wrote to myself was. Uh, XML Starlet is cool. I wish I'd known about this when I was first trying to use XML. Well, the mm. reason I didn't know about it was I don't think it existed in the in the early nineties or whenever it was I was doing this yeah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now I do. It's it's brilliant. Yeah, because to try and do something like that with grep or awk or something like that, you can get the right old ways. Oh, I'd imagine definitely a thing you don't want to do. No, you need something that knows the the structure of the uh, yeah, of the, yeah. the mark 
indeed, mm-hmm. indeed, yeah, yeah, excellent. I'll, so I'll need to remember that one if, if I'm ever uh, playing around with XML. That's that's the tool to, to go for. Or at least yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's not not too scary to use either. It's uh, it's not too bad. No, no, I can see that from the from the notes. Yeah, very good. So we had one comment on this from Norris. My one cool XML style it trick, he says. I had to install an XML config file on a bunch of servers. The XML was the same for every server, except the host name had to be added to a specific field. My first thought was to use said, but anyone who's Mm. tried parsing XML with regex knows just how far I got. Searching for something like said that understood XML tags led me to XML starlet. Here's the command I used to add the host name of the server to the XML path. And it was the path was info slash host hyphen ID, and he I won't read it out, but uh, he gives an yeah. example of how to yeah. uh, how to do this. So, so yeah, so, yeah the sort of iterative thing going through files and and replacing stuff. So yeah, it's just just ideal for this sort of thing. I mean, it, it, it's, it's so much more robust than than trying to use something like said or whatever, you know. Yeah, it, it needs you need to have something that understands the the structure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the right think, tool for the right job. Same, same with JSON. You know, they're both uh, very quite complex structures, and right. you need things that that, that understand it um, in order to be able to do anything clever with it. I think. Yeah. Said, yeah. said, no, are wonderful, but they're not really up for that sort of stuff. No. No. Yep. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Yep. Okay. The next so. day was um, a show from Operator hacking stories with Reacted Part One. He's talking about pen testing from, from the old oh, days. Oh, yes, yes, I remember this one, yeah. So he, uh, I don't, did I make a note? What is, yeah, just some anecdotes from his days working as a penetration tester. It sounds like qu- quite scary stuff. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, it, no, no, I don't think I could either. I, you need to stay very calm and, and be able to blag your way through these sort of things. I'm, I'm terrible at that sort of thing. So. Yeah. No, I would be panicking. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wouldn't yeah. be very good at that. No, type of thing. no, no. It's just, it's just, you just have to have a certain mindset and just stay cool and mm-hmm, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. And just absolutely could not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I admire that operator has that mindset and can do it. So yeah. yeah do you, yeah. you want to do the do the Norris comment? There's oh, three right, comments right. here. Three comments. So, Norris, Norris, so the comment, first comment from Norris, uh, please do more. It was a lot of fun to listen to how you worked your way through the different exploits. I am looking forward to uh, to more. So, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, it was fascinating. Absolutely. Kevin O'Brien says, I love this story. I always love hearing people's war stories from security. If you have more, please send them in. So there you go, yeah. So it uh, sounds like everyone's uh, really enjoying it. So and, and there's of course a third comment. So just 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 shows you this is by Busy uh, uh, and uh, Social Engineering Access. He's, that's the the title. Hi, operator. I really enjoyed this show. I was particularly interested in your reference to gaining physical access to sites using social engineering in England forty years ago. We used the the term blagging. Oh, that's of course blagging, yeah. And my late father was an expert at it. He was uh, in the electrical engineering business and would almost routinely attend conferences and other events for which he had not paid the, the required fee. Uh, he his secret was, as he put it, to look like you have everything, you have every right to be there here, yeah. and if you can carry that off, everything else drops into place. Yeah, well, I'd be hopeless at that. Uh, bear in mind that in those days tickets were uh, were paper rather than electronic, so a name missed from the official list 
could not be easily verified, organisers would often apologise for their apparent shortcoming and make sure he got a good seat, freebies and even a free ticket to a forthcoming event. Uh, An episode dedicated to this often overlooked and rare skill uh, could be particularly popular as long as listeners don't get too inspired and wind up behind bars. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. That's a great comment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. So next was Clark Two again, who stepped into the breach for HBO wow, this month. Yes, he's. Uh, we were getting very, very low on shows around this time. Right. I think he, yes, yes. He came well in done, with, with with several. Uh, there's yeah, another, yeah. another. Oh, there's another f- three or four yet to to come to. Wow! Anyway, well, wow! <clears throat> he's talking about um, Magic: The Gathering. He's talking about card rules in this game, and there are over 25,000 cards in Magic the Gathering. You only need 60 wow. to play. So, yeah. 25,000. Wow. Crikey, that's, that's, a, that's complicated. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's got some fantastic looking show notes here, actually. Um, yeah, it's... I, yeah, I, it, it, sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say, I, I got a bit stunned by the, the complexities of this. Yes, and, yes. But I was impressed that Klaatu had sort of worked out a strategy which which got him where he wanted to be without um, needing to, uh, to to buy lots and lots of these these presumably expensive cards and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm saying that. Um, yeah, it's, without having... I'm not actually. I don't know. It, it, funny enough, we were, we were we, when we were. Um, I was on holiday recently. We played some card games, and it's clear that I'm rubbish at card games. And I think maybe it's a skill you pick up at a certain age or whatever, or, or maybe people have natural ability to it. But um, because I haven't played a lot of card games, I, I must admit that uh, I found, unless I've maybe um, played uh, these sort of games, I found it would be tricky to, to 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 follow what was going on, but. Uh, but I'm sure if 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 you if you if if you played these games, you'd find this fascinating sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to play family card games when I was a kid, and I was never all that good at them. But we did used to play them quite often, you know. And uh, but they they was they weren't particularly childish games, but they weren't really full blown adult games and that sort of stuff. But no, no, of <laughs> no, and of course when we were, we were playing it, it was obvious that uh, all the other people had all these strategies that they were, they were mm-hmm. and I, I, which, which passed right past me. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can get really caught up in all all, all this sort of thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, as I say, if you're at all into into card role games, I find it fascinating. And I've seen a couple of a couple of colleagues at my work before everything got closed down and whatnot, actually playing, uh, you know, these sort of games uh, out on a, a fancy board or fancy side of dice and all that, but I've, I've never, never uh, uh, tried it. But, I've, you know, see, you know when Clatu was doing doing the, the shows where they, they actually ran through scenarios and stuff, mm-hmm. and that was fantastic. It was, it was like listening to a, a, a radio show, um, you know, I, I was I was riveted to that, but without actually playing it yourself, I, I really enjoyed that. I must admit, but yes, yeah, yes, yeah, really good. Yeah, it's it's quite impressive, isn't it? Hearing people who are who are a bit more uh, up to speed with this stuff yeah, than yeah. you might be, and uh, hearing them hearing them play is is fascinating. I do yeah. have a conversation with my daughter about it. She's quite into D and D stuff, and uh, she's right. uh, she's 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 making. She's making pieces for a D and D game that 
she plays every Sunday with some friends over right, the internet. Right, so, uh, ah, right, yeah, right. yeah. So, so I don't see me of, doing it though. I, I just no. don't feel that it's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the same. It's like a, it's like a blend of of old and new together, isn't it? Because you know you're, you're rolling dice and moving pieces and stuff. I presume, uh, a bit like playing Cluedo or something like that. But, but then you're doing it over the internet. It's uh, mind you, I suppose you can play chess over the internet as well. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> yeah, it's yep. clever stuff. Clever stuff. Oh yeah. So anyway. It's a it's a cartoon's expertise in this area is really absolutely quite, uh, absolutely great to it, hear it, about. It's it, it clearly he really really enjoys it. You know, it's it's uh, really gets right into it. It's, uh, it's good good to listen to. So next we had Daniel Persson talking about Pine Time. What is a Pine Time? He says in this podcast, I talk a little bit about the Pine Time, and it's a, it's a watch from uh, from. Uh, Pine 64 people. and uh, Oh, he, yes, I remember this one. Yeah, it, it, it sounds amazing, sounds really interesting. But effectively, as I understood it, you're, you're a developer if you get on board just now. And so you need to put a lot of work, it seemed to me anyway, that you needed to put a fair bit of work into yeah. being that, that sort of developer. Yeah. So, uh, That's right, because he said it wasn't really ready for the for uh, you know a, a, a complete um, product, but it was for somebody like, like you say that's that's a, a developer. But you know if you've got those sort of tendencies, um, I, I guess it's unlimited by your imagination, and that, that that's I guess the beauty of it really. You know, yeah, you feel that it could be quite entertaining if uh, you know if you've got the time and the expertise, it could be great. Mm, yeah, and, and, and indeed, yeah. So uh, I, 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 as I say, because I, 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 I do remember saying how there's some limitations on some of the things, but. Uh, but as I say, it's a fact that you, you, with these other, with, with most of these sort of things, you, you're, you're, you're given a set amount of things and a set amount of apps and you can do nothing to it rather than just what the developers set up for you to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's no flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess that's, that's a bit of it, really. This seems to be much more open than uh, than a lot of things yeah. you find today, yeah. which, is, which can't be anything but good. Very good. But I'd yeah, sooner absolutely. have the end product rather than be, be one of the makers. Yes, <laughs> yes. My skills yes. are not up to it. But, uh, yeah. Have you ever had a, um, one of these uh, smart watches at all? I've never even gone down that avenue, I must admit. No, my son just bought one, actually. Uh, I, I forget what it was. He, he just passed by earlier in the week with it. We never had a chance to really look at it in detail, but uh, yeah. it's um, I think it's an a- Apple compatible thing or an right. Apple product or something. Right. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. A lot yeah. of people have them. A lot of people, a lot of people mm-hmm. have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Not a thing I would particularly want to, to get into, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I think I've gone backwards along with my uh, my Nokia old Nokia phone. I've uh, I found in a, in a drawer that belonged to my grandfather, well, my grandfather's shop, actually, when it closed. Uh, uh, I've got a pocket watch. <laughs> I'm sometimes carrying this pocket watch about me, minus mm. the chain, I might add. So. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a pocket watch um, when I was a student. That was a great way of... Uh, so I always seemed to be breaking wristwatches by, uh-huh. I don't know, flailing my arms around or something and knocking into <laughs> things. But the pocket watch worked quite well. I used to... You know, I have a chain attached to my belt, and that, yeah, that, yeah. it was just a cheap old. It's just thing. very satisfying. Yeah, mine's the same. It's cheap as well. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah there, there's something rather nice about that. Yeah, and the whole process of winding them up and stuff like that. That's yeah. right. That's the best bit of all, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, moving good on. Stuff, good stuff. Moving on. Yep, Anacron three three nine eight. Show about Anacron from Clar two. 
put down that cron tab and get started with anacron, he says. Mm. So he goes into quite a lot of detail about how you would make anacron work and setting it up and that type of thing. Yeah, I, 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 I think I remember way back in the, in the day when I was looking at uh, Crontab and, and, and Anacron and I, I, did, I did look at Anacron, but uh, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure if I, because there are some limit, obviously there's quite a few points out, the limitations of, 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 of a Cron job, you know, it expects the server to be on all the time and if it's mm-hmm. not, then it's, mm-hmm. it's missed, you know, that's quite, a, you know, so for certain jobs, it's, it's not, not ideal. Uh, and I, I, I did definitely look at uh, Anacron, uh, but whether it was, I think maybe I looked at it, and it could very well have been the case that uh, you know setting up, I thought, oh, it's just too much hassle. But of course, with, with these show notes are so clear at my doddle now, so that, that's that's ideal. So I'll need to keep keep note of that. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went hunting uh, for Anacron on my my system. I found it was already installed and right. was running various things. You know, the ah. um, this is on a Debian testing system. So I found it was actually doing right. stuff. Presumably oh, right. there, there are things like um, there, there are tasks that need to be run regardless of when you turn your machine on and stuff like that. So they're, right, they're not right. time constrained. They just need to run because they haven't run yet uh, type of thing, which, you know, this is pretty good. So using that would be quite a, quite a good thing to be able to yeah, do. Yeah, um, yep. there, there would definitely be applications for that in, in my uh, Set up. So, yeah, yes, good. Yeah, yeah, Glad yeah, to have had that brought to my attention. Yeah, something else to, to keep, keep you busy with. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> were were there any comments to that one? Nope, no, no there comments were no comments to that comments, one. No. Right, okay, right, next one then. Um, next was uh, Linux In-Laws, Series 1, th- Episode 36, Open Source Licenses. And mm. uh, the In-Laws are uh, talking about that subject. And as usual, they have some... Amazing links to all sorts of yes, weird, wonderful things. Wow, yeah. they, they do have some. They they go to a lot of trouble to to uh, prepare these, which is which is okay. fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. MI six OSI definition of free and open source software, VMware GPL lawsuits, copyleft. Must it goes on and on. There's there's quite a lot. Not readable. There's too many probably. <laughs> yeah. There's. I thought it was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed yeah. the, the show. The, um, I have slight difficulty hearing it sometimes because uh, the the uh, volume level goes up and down quite a lot. It, it, yeah, it does. It, um, it does a bit. I find that as well. Yeah. yeah it's, but uh, but and when you turn it up, then suddenly it goes loud again and and uh, yeah. blasts yeah. you. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to sort that sort of thing out. But yeah, yeah, I find that as well. But, uh, yeah, it was an excellent show. Uh, covered loads and loads of stuff in this one, uh, as you can see. Yeah, oh, yeah. Me, me, 56 oh, minutes long. Was it Go all right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So um, Kevin O'Brien sent in a comment. He said, another good show. As anyone who's listened to my shows knows, I take licensing very seriously. My own view is that your objective is to expand the free software ecosystem. Use the GPL. Uh, if your objective is to... Promote proprietary software, use one of the unrestrictive licenses like MOT, MIT or BSD. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I, I tend to be uh, these days, maybe it's a part of an age thing as well, more prag, pragmatic. And, uh, but it, oh, this is, that stuff's very important, obviously. Absolutely. So, yeah. Cool. Next was uh, the man himself, Kevin O'Brien, a hooker, talking about GIMP. Um, 
normal layer modes, normal dissolve color arrays um, under that uh, that heading. So pretty pretty Im impressive actually what you can do with GIMP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've only scratched the surface with uh, GIMP literally. Um, I remember uh, at work uh, the I was supposed to so there was a, there was a, just briefly there was a supposed to we're supposed to get a uh, there was some something something to do with there was some license available for Adobe products and we were supposed to if you've got any pro products you want order it so I, I said oh yeah we're going to get to I think what a colleague got to whatever the Adobe Photoshop whatever it's called and. Uh, when when, I, when when the software installation went ahead, I ended up without Photoshop. I ended up with um, the the Adobe Writer package. So I thought, oh well, in that case, I'll just I'll just get GIMP. So I ended up uh, getting hold of GIMP, uh, and uh, so I used GIMP. Well, all my other colleagues used um, Adobe um, Photoshop, whatever it was. So yeah, I've used GIMP. It's, it's very good. It's very good, but it's mm -hmm. so powerful. Yeah, I, I've not used it much. I've done things like added. Uh, legends to uh, to pictures and that that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nothing of really of the, the range of things that it's capable of. No, um, me, me neither. So, so that's it, a really good if you were wanting to learn. This is a great, great kind of seize type thing that 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 is done. You know, it's uh, very useful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, these are a great resource, and uh, you can always go back and have a have a look if you suddenly realise. Oh, yeah, there was a yeah. show on. Layer mode, just what I need, and uh, and find it. So yeah, and on the doubt with your with the wonderful tags that have been produced, we could find these things quite quickly, and easily. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's certainly given to put some some good tags in there. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I see. You'd have yep. no problem mm -hmm. knowing it was about layer no. modes and blending and stuff. No, no. Excellent, excellent. So uh, we have two comments. Two comments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know whose turn it is now. Shall I do this one? Um, yeah. BJB says, thanks. Thanks for your series on GIMP. I've always found it hard to use. I think this is going to clear up some of my issues. In this episode, I'm thankful to learn that layers have modes. I didn't know that. I think that's my main problem with GIMP. It has functionality I don't know about, and sometimes I end up in these other modes, and all the commands do unexpected to me things in these modes. So now I know to watch out for these layer modes. I'll have to try it out. Okay, and the next one, uh, Kevin O'Brien, uh, comment two, you are most welcome. I'm glad you are finding this helpful. I can recall a time when I was totally confused about GIMP and would look uh, for some other program to use. Then I decided to dig in and figure it out. And now I wonder why more people don't use GIMP since it is so powerful. But like all powerful tools, it, it does take time to learn. Absolutely mm, true. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to, got to dedicate a bit of time to it yeah. to, to get the best the, out of it. This is it. This is it. It's... Cool. So, yeah, excellent stuff. stuff. Excellent stuff. I haven't got enough hands to hold the push to talk button and oh, click Do you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got uh, Alt, Alt, GR, you know, the Alt, GR key uh, put to it, and I can scroll them down and close tabs and stuff, and it's, it's, I think it still transmits. I think that's, that, that works for me anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I... Um... I'm using the uh, key on the numpad on the right, but I'm also right-handed and use the mouse with my right hand. So, ah, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, maybe not the best of... Uh, my eventual plan is to have an external little mini keyboard with a few buttons on it that I can use as right, push to talk, right, I hope, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm left-handed, so that, that I've got the button down with my right and the mouse on ah, the left, so that's, that's okay. what's for me. <laughs> 
Anyway, the next show, 3401 Mana Hacks from Klaatu. And he's talking about mana ramping, which sounds very strange, in Magic mm. the Gathering. Yep, yep. I, I, remember, I remember hearing this one. And uh, obviously, uh, it sounds like a very strange... Uh, Currency um, mana, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, as I say. I guess if you if you know anything about uh, these card playing games, uh, it'll, it'll be fascinating, you know. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of these things. It's uh, I, as I say, it's it, it's uh, it's obviously t- trying to work out all the sort of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, uh, cunning ploys to to, to oh, get yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, things, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, Oh, there's lots of strategies here. But, That's uh, a strategy. That was the word strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to be a little bit more knowledgeable about the game itself to, to yeah. get the, the best out of it. And I, I'm certainly not that person. No, nope, uh, no. Nope. I'm sure there are, there are loads and loads of people who are. So, uh, oh, yeah, so yeah. It's going to be fantastic for them. But, so, yeah. And again, thanks to Clatu for absolutely coming in and... Uh, stepping in and helping out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. very what good. Yeah. That? Absolutely. So the next one is from Kleke, uh, who is reading um, a document, reading a manifesto, Declaration of Digital Autonomy. And this is a, uh, a document written by Molly de Blanc and Karen Sandler um, mm-hmm. at techautonomy.org. I think we saw something of this earlier on um i don't remember the precise history of this but uh some some of it rang bells with me but i, just, I must admit i didn't go looking for, for further information about it yeah but it it, it sounds like a really uh, really amazing um thing to to try and break away from the business of being locked in by proprietary software and all that sort of stuff. So it's a digital autonomy is, is the, is the term. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does seem like in every way, everything's, you know, it, it's, it's getting more, everything's going more and more that way. And it seems more and more, because when all this started off, it, it, it was abnormal to, 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 to pay for software right back at the be- the beginning, you know, and it's, it's absurd to pay for it mm-hmm. and, uh, and and for it not to be open and available and the code to be available and whatnot. Uh, and now it's gone completely the other way where they think, what? You want to see the code? Why not? Do you want to see the code? You know, it's, it's like, well, why not? You know, it's because uh, if it was that case, wasn't there, the, 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 wasn't there a woman who had like, a, a pacemaker fitted and she wanted to see the code to ensure mm-hmm. that... Uh, that was Karen that, Sandler, actually. Was that right? Right, yeah, yes, yep. yes. And I thought, wow, that's a, 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 I can see it's a valid point, yeah, yeah. What, you know, don't know what's in that code, and yeah, I, I thought that was very thought provoking. That, but yeah, fascinating. Yes, so this is well worth um, following uh, yeah. the, the, the development of this. I think it's in a, it's still in a draft state, uh, if I right, remember correctly. Right. And uh, there's more work needed, as is one of the points that Clacke makes that. Uh, it's not quite finished yet, but it sounds sounds like it's going to be amazing. amazing. Yeah, that's right. He said that he said it was nearly nearly there. They just did a few a few references or something. I think he said, from what I recall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just made some brief notes about it, which is why yeah. I remember it. But uh, yeah, that's right. That, yeah. That's mm-hmm. about all. I, all yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Was some 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 references. It was needing some some good 
references from other places to, to, to was it something to do with Wikipedia as well? I, I, I can't quite remember, but no, uh, I don't remember either. No, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, very good though, very good. It's it's great that uh, Clacky is doing this. Um, it's a it's a subject that we need to be to have brought to our indeed, attention. Indeed, indeed, very um, much so. So, the other thing relating to this is that um, this document is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 4.0 International License, whereas HBI uses the version 3, 3.0 license. Oh, right. And okay. I think that's that's because to move from one license to other is non-trivial. But, right. Uh, but right. there's some discussion on this on the mailing list, um, and it, it seems that uh, the, the sensible thing to do would be to, to move forward. But once we've got, once we've got a gen- yeah. consensus on the subject, but uh, Clack here raised this issue, which is which is also very helpful. Yeah, I mean, it's something that's it's, it's very important. I, I, I guess I'm a bit lazy in that respect and, and pragmatic, but I really appreciate that people do really care about this. And it's, it's very important, you know, because without it, you know, who knows where, where we'll end up. But you've got to fight against the, the way things are, are ahead. And I'm absolutely, uh, you know, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, it's important stuff. So next day was episode 3403, Fourth on microcontrollers from Brian in Ohio, and uh, he's talking about fourth and also a little bit about his uh, his his life and times in this regard. So yeah, fourth is a very strange language if you're used to you know the the more conventional style of things, um, C or Pascal or right right. Know, I, I, no, I I don't know anything about fourth at all. I must admit so. Can you explain at all? What the, you know, I can't really remember to tell you the truth. It's a it's a language which is very sparse in terms of its elements. Oh, when we said that, that's right. Yeah. Yes, and uh, it, but you, with it, you can build pretty much anything you you want. I think it came from. No, I'm not sure that he does actually talk about the history in in his previous show, and I've forgotten it. But I know that. It turned out to be very, very popular in the astronomy community, where right. they use it to control um, telescopes and, and stuff. Right, right. Um, I so, go on, sorry. I was going to say, so because it's sparse, you've got great flexibility, but also you're, you can tie it down very tightly. I'm guessing mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. so you define things and whatnot. Yep, I think you you can effectively define your own languages or compilers right. or interpreters right. or whatever mm. in it. So it's a sort of assembly language style of right. approach. I mean, it's nothing like an assembly language, yeah. but in terms of its its level within languages. A stepping stone sort of thing, yes. Mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I was intrigued by it back in the 80s or something. I had a right. BBC Micro, and mm-hmm. uh, there was a ROM that was available from, I'm not sure, Acorn? Which which had a had a, a fourth version on it, right, which I right, tinkered right. with, um, ah. and I also had a uh, an add-on for my B Micro, which was a synthesizer, um, and you could write music uh, for it using a language that they called Ample. It stood mm-hmm. for something I can't remember what it stood for, but it was fourth based. It was it was wow. It was, it was so I wrote things and. You had, to, you had multiple 
channels in it, not very many, but uh, um, you could get it to play different sequences of notes on the different channels, and you could code it in this ample language. So you could say, you know, thread one, do this, thread two, do this, etc. Right, right, and, uh, right. So it would play, you know, ah. chords and that type of thing. Ah, it was, it was actually, yeah, it was. <laughs> wow. So, so I got a little bit, but I, I think right. Brian O'Hara is a lot more knowledgeable about this. So I'm looking mm. forward to hearing more about his, uh, Absolutely. his Absolutely. experiences. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All, all interesting to hackers, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I made a note that um, uh, he's also a fan of Lisp. He says says as much here. And Lisp has it's got some similarities in terms of its fundamental nature, I guess. Uh, right, um, right. You, you build things on, on top of uh, other things before you can do, do anything much. Um, and he, uh, he, he doesn't like Python, which I found was intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I like Python, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, probably because it's a bit, it's a, it's, a, it's a bit simpler to, to to get going with it. It's maybe more newbie friendly, I suppose. So, well, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe. He, maybe. he didn't actually say why he doesn't like it. I'm not a fan of Python either because I hate the the positional yeah, um, the, business the tab thing. Yeah, 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 you can get a yeah. great mess with that. Yes, yeah, I, that just seems to me to be wrong. You know. Um, if I stand over here, I'm a I'm a dustman, and if I stand over there, I'm a I'm a I'm a doctor or something. No? Is why, why would position be relevant? Yeah, that's, and, that's a, that's a rubbish analogy. Tabs, actually, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you can tell me for that. I've been in that position before, actually. So <laughs> no, it's just me. I, I'm probably just stuck in my ways. But it it, uh, it bothers me slightly. So I'm trying to fight, but I haven't managed it yet. So next is from JWP, who's uh, been contributing to HBR for many, many, many years. Been doing some of the, going backwards in time, doing some of the older shows to upload them to uh, the Internet Archive. And uh, occasionally his, his name pops up, some of the, the oldest, older ones. So, yeah, good. But um, he was doing a survey of SUSE, the operating system, version 15.3 which presumably has the name leap so um that's quite cool yeah i don't think i've ever installed susa on, on anything i don't i've tried that i must admit so yeah so this what i haven't tried no me neither there was a department at uh, university i worked at that was that very much believed in susa and had it on all of their uh, linux machines those you know had windows as well but uh they certainly used it quite a lot. They were they were they swore mm, by it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah n- never never quite understood what it was about it that made it popular. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So next we have part two from operator of his hacking stories with reacted. Yeah, which is an addendum, uh, two and a half minute addendum to his earlier story on this one. So uh, yeah, very good, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember, uh, it's terrible my, my, my memory, you know, it's, uh, but I do remember uh, doing the second part, but I can't remember anything about it. <laughs> no, it sort of whizzed past rather quickly, but uh, yeah. still, yeah, it, was, it was good to have. Absolutely, yeah. Next, we have another one from Clartu, study of cards in games, he says. Mm. What function cards have in games? So he talks on the subject of currency, deterrent, coercion, clutter, and rules. Which is mm, more strategy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 
it was quite detailed. He went into a lot of detail, and he was out for a walk. I think most of his things he's, he records as he's walking. So, uh, yeah, well, kudos to him for being able to yeah. organise his thoughts so, so clearly. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd get run over or, or, or something like that. I was type something like that, you know. Well, in my case, it'd be fifty percent ums and ohs, I think. But uh... oh, well, that as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's very he's just really eloquent at talking. I must admit, I, I, I love listening to the Clatu shows. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, he's he's definitely a one in a million. So Ken Fallon was next, and he brought forward a, a podcast recommendation, and his recommendation was the Software Freedom podcast. He gave a gave us a sample of that particular podcast, which I think has only reached about episode 12 or 13 or something, and this is episode okay. one that he uh, that we heard. But it was a fantastic show. It's 56 minutes, nearly 57 minutes long. It was an interview with Corey Doctorow. Oh, the, yes. The guys right. at uh, yep. FSFE. And Corey Doctorow is just always someone I want to listen to. Yeah, another, me too. Me another too. very, very clear-minded person who, who seems to, to have all the right sort of ideas and thoughts about any subject you care to. Yeah, there's some really, really, interesting, really interesting points he brought up, uh, of which none I can remember. <laughs> but uh, I remember thinking about some of the points he, he brought up about the, what, what to do with DMR, uh, DMR uh, um, what do you call it? DRM. Uh, DRM, that's mm-hmm. right. And I thought, oh, God, I wouldn't have thought of that before. You know, that's... that's it's sort of consequences of that that I wouldn't have thought of. Uh, it was a, it was a fascinating uh, episode. That that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. I, I subscribed to this on the strength of that uh, that show, and and I've been listening to to a few of them. Um, not got too far down the down the, the road yet. Maybe episode four, but they're they're really good. They're really good. I yeah. definitely recommend well, it. That's that's a, a point. I'm going to do the same actually because I I I haven't, but uh, I did really enjoy that. So I may well indeed uh, put that on my my podcast um, catcher as well and start listening to it too. So that's yeah, excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ken mentioned in this this show preamble, I guess, that we have a sister site called Free Culture Podcasts where we're trying to keep a record of the various uh, podcasts which are. Which are likely to be of interest to the hacker types such as ourselves. Um, so that had been, I think we it's mentioned in the email stuff later. But uh, uh, we've uh, Ken's managed managed to resurrect the site, which was stuck due to a to a, a, a certificate problem. And right, uh, right. we've uh, I've been working on making sure we've got things up to date. So mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. this this podcast will be there once it's been uh, fully updated. So excellent, excellent. And, uh, that's good, that's good. And uh, I, I see there's, a, there's a, a comment on this one as well. So that's, uh, well, well, will I take this one then? Or do you yeah, take you like, it? Yeah, I don't know where we are yeah. with them, but if you don't mind. No, no, no I, I don't mind either. It's a, so comment one uh, by some guy on the internet. Great show. Uh, great show. I like the humble humble bundle uh, for my books because I can use them on any device. Freedom seems to be hard work these days. Oh, he's right there. We have to invest time uh, researching ever every ever purchase every purchase because of greedy companies. Well, yeah, that's that's what companies yep. do. That's why they're yep. set up, I suppose, isn't it? Make as much as they can. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And yeah, to the yeah, devil great, with great the consequences. Yeah. The... yeah. Absolutely. So... <laughs> So next we have Roan, who 
that the spelling of his name there throws me every time. <laughs> his handle, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, and he's talking about composting. And he was inspired by episode 3157 and uh, is talking about um, making compost. So he, um, Rowan's actually been great help with uh, the tag, um, tag, tagging and, and whatever of shows. So, uh, so happy to see him uh, contributing a show as well. It's fantastic. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's an interesting subject. Um, if you like that sort of thing, and, uh, but it's it's quite an important thing to be able to do, um, to be able to to uh, to make compost out of the uh, stuff that that comes out of the garden and stuff. If you if you have the space to do it and the the, the resources, etc., it's a it's a great yeah. thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I, I I wondered if it sounded like uh, some of the um, kit they had was uh, quite quite. Looked sounded quite clever, you know, quite um, how can I put it, a, a bit more specialist. And I was wondering if some of these items would be available, say, in, in the UK. Um, but but um, yeah, it's it's well worth doing. We we, we had a composting bin, uh, but uh, we didn't place it in the right in the right position, of course, uh, and 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 it didn't get enough sunlight, so it didn't compost properly. So, uh, but uh, yeah, definitely worth worth doing. It's a it's a good thing to do. Yeah, I um I've done a bit of this stuff. Um, my dad, who had had a big garden, used to compost, and he'd made a sort of compost bin out of old bits of wood and stuff, you know, just sort of a thing with the back and two sides, and then you chucked all your stuff in there and went and stirred it up every so often, and that 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 worked really well. It was when it came to planting time, he'd always go there and dig dig down a bit and get out some lovely compost to put on the potatoes or tomatoes or whatever, and uh, yeah, it was. But yeah, as you say, these these are a bit more upmarket devices. Though you have to be really careful with compost because if if you just put plant waste and weeds and stuff on, then you're probably okay. But if you're putting kitchen waste on, there might be food material in there that things are going to go right, and uh, right, dig uh, about right. in, and you know the, the rats and that. that type oh, of thing. course, he said that. He mentioned that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, so, I've only ever had one bin, and I think we we kept it one season, and it didn't do terribly well. I said I don't think it got enough sunlight. That that was half the trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, being in Scotland, you don't get much sunlight anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, true enough. I, uh, the local council used to ha- would sell one to you. It was a sort of a Dalekish thing, sort of semi-conical yep. with a lid on the top. That's I, the one I, we had. I still have it, but it's uh, it's not been very very productive. I have to say, yeah, a lot of stuff went in it. But uh, yeah, and I also yeah, bought so. a worm bin thing, which is it looks like an ordinary dustbin, but it's got a it's it's got more stuff on the inside, and it's got a tap at the bottom. And yep. you you yep. you put um, uh, what are they call tiger worms, I think, the oh, right. small small earthworm um, that eat all the stuff that you you put in there. I think there's a separator so they don't fall to the because the liquid drains out into the bottom. Then you you take that out and uh, put it in your watering can and dilute it and put it on your on your um, ah, grass right, or you whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. your garden. So it, it, it's it's funny, you know. I, I, I would, be, I would have been tempted to say 
And I think I remember had a, a discussion with a co- colleague about this. Oh, you know, in Scotland, the weather's rubbishy. You, you don't get enough sunlight, blah, 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 blah. He says, well, I get plenty of sunlight. He says, I'm just a few miles up, up the road from you. I think, I think he's got about four or five of the, of the things all, all in his gardens. Oh, and so cool. I, th- I think just, you know, it's, it's obviously a technique, like a, like, like a lot of things sort of thing, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might might depend on where you, you are. I mean, the, there's a, my house is surrounded quite closely by other houses. So, you know, you don't get a lot of sun into the garden. Yes, you, yes. You, you do get some, some quite strong sun in the morning, um, but uh, you're in shade to some some degree. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, things things like that. Um, the, the worm bin actually did work quite quite well for a while, but keeping the worms alive proved to be a lot more difficult than I thought oh, it would be. Right, they, right. They tended to Fussy die off. Fussy, Devils. Why are you giving me this stuff? I don't like <laughs> this. You're not eating it. <laughs> You're on strike. Yeah. Oh, dear. Anyway, nice show. Very nice yep. idea. Yeah, I did enjoy the um, the ambient sound. He was obviously recording outside, and there's sort of cicada noise in the in the background, which I like. Oh, that's right. I'd, f- I'd forgotten that. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, very good. So there were no comments on there. The next one was another Linux In-Laws, episode 37, and it was an interview with Ken Fallon. Hey. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was well. Ken obviously did a great, great job as you you would uh, you would expect, and uh, certainly yeah. made sold HBR yeah, a great project, indeed. which it obviously indeed. is. And, yeah, uh, you know. So it's because uh, uh, it, cool. I think I think that there has been uh, shows in the past where a bit of the history of, the, of HBR has been uh, out, but. Every time it's, it's mentioned, you come at it from different angles and you hear different things and different bits. There was bits that I hadn't heard before, and 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 then also to to recall things oh, I'd forgotten such and such, you know. So and so, so I got I got a lot out of this. It was it was a good a good, mm, a good mm. to show and a good it interview was, as well. Yeah, yeah. It was an hour and a half long or a bit more. Um, wow! But I didn't. The time just whizzed straight by, you know. I was yeah, fascinated yeah, I was by it. Personally. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I did a great job uh, interviewing. Ken, I thought. Yeah, they, I, thought, I thought so too. They're yeah. quite, they're quite uh, skilled interviewers, those two. Yeah, they're nice, nice sort of laid back, sort of nice, yeah, nice sort of yeah. style, you know. Very friendly sort of way of, 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 of uh, interviewing. Was there any comments to that one? No, there were none. There were none. That's, that's surprising. I thought there would have been, you know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it was really it's, good. It's hard to know what uh, what things get comments and what, what don't. Yeah, but, uh, oh, that's it, that's it. It's, anyway, um, the next one was from Ahuka, and he's talking about operating systems, what an operating system is, how they developed historically. This, this, that, this, this was fascinating. I, I really enjoyed that. And the pre, the pre, I think he did one previously about, about uh, just started to talk about DOS and whatnot, and uh, he was talking about the you know how, how you do, do configuration files and high memory, low memory, and all this sort of stuff. And I said, oh, I remember all of that and dealing with with CD-ROM drivers and all this, all this sort of nonsense. But then it, this one was all about the history, uh, and that, that, this, this was fascinating. All, mm-hmm. all, all the sort of things mm-hmm. that went on to you know, uh, we just take it all for granted now, you know. <laughs> yes, indeed, he's he's very good at doing this type of thing, is uh, Kevin, and he's. Uh, He's got that sort of teacherly style of yeah, his, which yeah, is great. really good, really good. It's most most interesting, and lots of great links I noticed as well. Yeah, yeah, always, always. So we had um, five comments on this one. Wow! Uh, 
I'll, uh, I'll start. Shall I? Trey yeah, yeah. says, love this history. Thank you for sharing this info. It's so much fun learning the history and challenges we take for granted behind today's technology. It reminds me of PBS three-part documentary, Triumph of the Nerds. Keep up the awesome work, Trey. Yeah, so excellent. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. I enjoyed it too. Um, so, um, so there's a comment too from uh, Kevin O'Brien. Uh, you are most welcome. Ultimate, ultimately, Klaatu is a person who got this going. Uh, this material was on my website for over 20 years. Crikey. Uh, when he asked to use it for uh, opensource.com, uh, that got me to ask Ken if he thought HPR would like it. But I guess it shows the value of having your own websites and controlling your own content. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, very, very mm-hmm. good. So it just yeah. it, it, you have something like that and you think, oh, nobody will find this interesting. And, uh, yeah, I think the more time goes by, the more unique and interesting it becomes, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. It's good stuff too. The, the history is, is always fascinating. Um, so the next comment is from Jan, uh, who says, Observations. Many thanks for this really informative show, smiley face. The MP3 seems to be somewhat broken. So, yeah, not sure about that. Yeah, well, I, I, I think... I could be wrong, but I think it's, and I think it's maybe an historic thing. I, I, I mean, I could perfectly well download, um, OG, OG feed or whatever, but I think I do download the MP3s because I always have done. I used to sometimes listen on an MP3 player or whatever. And I'm sure I listened to it and it was, it seemed okay to me, but yeah, who knows? It could be a whole myriad of things, I guess, really. So I, I didn't have any problems with that. I must admit with the MP3 no, uh, file. No. So Kevin answered this one. Do you want to, do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, Kevin says, uh, uh, so, uh, Kevin said, uh, audio quality. I don't know what problems you found with the MP3 file, but it was not on the original. I uploaded a FLAC file to HPR, which is then converted into other formats for downloading. I subscribed to the OG feed and just listened to the show on that feed, and there was no problem. So either there was a glitch in the conversion to MP3, or you had some issue with the, with the download. Um, so yeah, this, I'm, I'm sure it was MP3 that I I listened to uh, mm-hmm. on on my uh, player, uh, you know, mock, and uh, it, it seemed okay from what I, I remember anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I listened just to see if I could find out what was wrong. I listened to the MP3, having heard the the OG previously, and it was fine. It's fine. So Ken Fallon um, comments: Can you define broken? Hi Jan. I checked all the files and I can't find anything odd. And he points to the the show itself, is it? I'm not sure what that is. 3401.png. Can you give me more information, please? Thanks. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a picture. I just clicked on it myself here. It's a picture of all all, 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 the, way, all the files and, and Audacity. Okay. Uh, Good man. So, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's been very thorough, of course. <laughs> I didn't want to click on it because it would mess up my tabs if I did so. <laughs> oh, I, right, I hadn't right, I'd forgotten yes. to do so before. So, okay, thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't see anything wrong. I also checked the archive.org versions. They were, they oh, were right. all fine. So. Yeah, it's just one of these things. I mean, you, you might find something glitchy on, one, on, on a player that you're using that uh, you mm-hmm. don't want something else. It's just one yeah. of these things, I yeah. guess. It's, it's a local issue, I think. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. If, if, it's, if it's anything worse, then we'll definitely look into it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So the next show was Ooh. from Klaatu. Dominion Card Game he's talking about, it, that particular game. Uh, another tabletop gaming um, episode. 
and I think he's yeah, making it, the point I, I that feel, we should we should try the game. He's a, I, 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 I think yeah, it's difficult because it, 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 I feel we're missing out here, Dave. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all this card stuff going by, and we're not partaking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one sounded interesting. I must admit, um, I haven't dug more deeply into it, but uh, it's um, he was talking wait, about wait, some wait, of the rules. Yeah, it was just the one where he, he first thought it was it was rubbish, and then when he re- rediscovered it, got back to it again, he, he found out it was actually a really good game or something. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that the one? Yeah, I think it was. That, I think that's what I, I remember of it as well, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 he sounded quite enthusiastic um, second visiting. So I must go and follow his link to yeah. the to the game itself and see what it's about. Yeah, you know, as I said before, people talking about tabletop gaming and stuff and trying to put it into words, uh, what's what's exciting and fascinating about uh, tabletop gaming and all that, it's impossible to portray uh, until, as I say, they did the... Um, you know, they did one live on show with 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 guests, mm-hmm. and it was just terrific. I, I just I was just glued to it, you know, and I couldn't wait for the next episode when they were going to do a, a, another one. You know, what's going to happen when they open this door? Is this monster going to go and beat them up or something? You know, but uh, I know, yeah, I, it, was, it, it, was it maybe good. takes an awful lot of effort to. I'm sure it does take an awful lot of effort to, to arrange all that, you know. But uh, and I think I had I seem to remember Clatu had sound effects and all sorts of sorts of things. It was it was really it was like it was like listening to. A, a, I thought it was like listening to a, a, like a radio show broadcast. You know, it was, it was just, just just terrific. You just wonder what was going to happen next. So, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it gives you some idea what it would be like if you played it yourself. You know, as you say, I think we're missing something here. You know? <laughs> it does feel a bit like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, moving on to the, the last one of the month, 3412, is Clackier again, reading a license. Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 Unported, which, as I said earlier, is the license we use by default on right. HPR. Yep. But yep. we've I... never published it per se. Oh, um, crikey. You know, it's, it's not part of the the HPR website, which, you know, on reflection is maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe not so good. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Although I suppose... If you've got a link to it, then it's always going to be up to date, sort of thing. Is it? I presume there's a link to the actual license on the site somewhere. I presume. Yes, if you, the, the Creative Commons link itself will take you to the to the text. I think so. Uh, yeah. But, um, Whereas if you were to take the, the the text and place it somewhere, it might go, go out of date or something. When you if it's that version, it shouldn't should it? I suppose. I, I don't no, know. No. Well, one of the things that I did notice was that we were not paying as much attention as we maybe should have done uh, to the version number. Because when you look look to see what the license is on on HPR, it's just uh, CC by SA and the 3.0 is not obvious. So I think right. we, should, we should definitely... I think some of the other licenses do say a version number. Ken, I, I, I may be wrong, so, so Ken will uh, put me right if I, if I am, but... I just felt that we, we ought to highlight the fact that we're talking about the 3.0. Yes, yes, that, that would make sense, particularly since it could be an important differences between the two. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, yeah good point, yeah. good point. So, um, but yeah, but uh, it's um, it was a great thing to, to do. And I think Clacky was well motivated to, uh, to, to yeah. make this happen. Very, very we, important, um, yeah. The only downside with this, and this is something that Clacky himself brought up today, actually, uh, was that 
the 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 length of the show notes is is prodigious when you uh, when you you put the entirety of the license text in it, and there are two factors that might be be influenced by by that length. So we used to try and restrict the length of the the show notes to I think four thousand characters. Um, right, whatever, I knew that. whatever a character was, we we we've not made a, a fuss about it in recent years. But um, the notes are actually part of the RSS feed. So if you if you view the RSS feed, which I, I do in a um, whatever it is, what's it called? Tiny Wiki, Tiddly Wiki. Can't remember which right. one. Uh-huh. But um, uh, the I think there might be issues with some viewers dealing with extremely long notes. Ken right, Moore, right. because he it was mm. he who made that suggestion. The other factor is the notes go into archive.org uh, where they are they are the field description in the item that you see on on uh, on the the page of the show. And right. I suspect there might be a limit there. But I don't know that mm. for a fact. Yeah, so yeah. we we actually um, Ken actually chopped this show and put left left the the bit that comes out of the database uh, um, shorter and put the remainder into a file on the uh, um, on the web server, which you can get to by clicking on a, a link at the end. So, so right, right, aye. So yes, we, we probably need to bring this issue up just to, so that we don't go and fall down this this whole. Whatever holds there are, I'm not sure what they are exactly, but uh, yeah, they've got balance. Yeah, yeah, they've got balance. But uh, yeah, so it was um, it was useful to uh, to be able to to do this. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it was something that uh, it was, I, I do think to sort of listen while you're uh, while doing the dishes or whatever, you know, sort of. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I listened to it, but um, I think some of it. Sort of passed me by. <laughs> I didn't. You didn't get my full attention, but uh, no. But no. still, still, it's good to good to have. Okay, so that's all of the shows looked at. Okay. Oh, I said. I said. Okay. I forgot to push the button. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, now we go through comments to older, the past shows, and there are nine of these on right. five okay. previous shows, and you can. Okay. Just, just between you and me, you can see them in the uh, three, four, one, six uh, notes. Yeah, is this the first one starts three, three, two, three? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, what I do is I show the entire comment text in these notes just for the for for, for the, the co-hosts to uh, be able to read easier, that having to go and find right. the damn things elsewhere. Right. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's good. We can just just whiz through these, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, shall I start? Or, um, by all means, by all means. Yeah. So the first one is a response to uh, Klatu's show, The Alternate Internet You Never Knew Existed. And it's from BJB, um, who was a contributor a while back and has been a bit quiet, but is now back again. So that's good to see. Good, good. And it was... Uh, comment was this was super interesting i have to admit i had one of ken fallon's thoughts which he expressed in the community news covering april what happens if someone hosting a dns server in the open nick group 
returns authoritative results for a name that I can should be responsible for as an example. Imagine someone else returns authoritative results for your bank's or doctor's URL. So that's a, that's a good point. Don't know yeah. the answer, but no, uh, good don't question. Either. Yeah, good, good, good question. Yeah, I mean, I remember, remember the show. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, I think for what uh, Clatu said in the show is that people think that the, the, the World Wide Web is internet, but it's only a tiny bit of it. So there's so much more beneath the, the surface sort of thing that people aren't aware of. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's quite interesting. So you okay to do the next one? Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So the next one is for uh, HPR three three one, three 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 one, I should say, um, and uh, it was uh, audio for podcasting episode one, the microphone by Taj Sara. Uh, so. Comment two from BJB on uh, questions about mic positioning. Uh, Thanks for a great episode. Needless to say, the audio is great. It was. Uh, Also, the topic is interesting and useful. I'm just coming back to the podcast and listening to some older shows. Uh, Re-avoiding sibilant and popping sounds and angling the mic. Do we move the mic 20 degrees off to the side or vertically? Do we move the mic position in 3D space or do we just keep it in the same position but angle its direction at 20 degrees vertically, horizontally, question mark? Uh, thanks for the episode. Much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to this. It's like, it's like a science, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is, absolutely, absolutely. Those shows are great. They were really good. Um, I hope there's more of those coming, by the way. I'm sure there are. Abs- yeah, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. But yeah, it, it, I was wondering that myself. I've tended to use... Uh, just sort of use trial and error. Um, my microphone currently yeah. is sort of directly in line with my head, slightly above the level of my my face, because it's over the top of my monitors, and uh, and I'm sitting here looking at monitors, talking in the microphone. But that's because it's um it's the sort of microphone that picks up sound from every blooming where. Is that a dynamic one? I can't remember. Oh, I get, I get them mixed up. Yeah, which one's which? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a choice between two alternatives, yeah. I always get the wrong one. Yeah, um, you need to listen to the show again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so uh, that seems to work okay for me. But with a different sort of microphone, it probably it might not. You need to direct. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I've said before, I, I use a, a, a gaming headset microphone with a boom mic, uh, and it, I just keep it, I think that for that sort of thing, you need to make sure you keep it either below or above. I have to keep it below my mouth so you don't get the popping noises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the, 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 the beauty I think about, I find about that is that it's, the, this, the distance stays consistent. So you're not, um, getting louder and quieter and, you know, it, it keeps the microphone from one place, uh, relative to your, your mouth. So if you move your head or whatever, the volume stays the same, uh, so that I, I think to, for, for for me anyway, I, I, I find these kind of gaming headsets uh, work well. You know, yeah, I've used them in the past, but uh, a boom microphone thought would be a better better choice. Yes, it's, it's, yes, but, it's but, quite a good yeah. one. But uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do the next one, but uh, the. Show sure, after that, it's you and me. So we, we, we need to take our own role, I suspect. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 3377 Chromebook support and more by Zenfloater 2. Guardian comments. Lousy sound quality abuses audience. 
Sorry, but running the water while recording is a real F you to your audience. I hope we will never be subjected to another HBR episode that does that. One was way too many, in my opinion. So, <laughs> <laughs> isn't, yes. it, isn't it funny people people uh vastly different uh, opinions yeah, uh, and, yeah. and and I, I remember I, I thought it was quite quirky and unusual yeah yeah almost, almost like funny and it I, made I, me I, laugh, I didn't mind at all yeah, yeah. Laugh. me too I, yeah yeah it, it, uh, it didn't didn't bother me no me neither Maybe, Maybe the hearing, on, different hearing, people are yeah. more sensitive to certain sound ranges or something, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 maybe the, the, the ambient, where you actually are, if you're on a noisy train with, with uh, earbuds in or something, you know, mm, I, I yes, don't know. Yes, yes, that's true, that's a good point. You, you know, I, I, actually I'm, I'm, I'm constantly f- uh, struggling with, with these th- th- sort of things because my my wife, Mrs. X, has, has exquisite hearing and I have uh, tinnitus, uh, so, um, and she always likes the, the sound to be very quiet, and uh, and to the point where we're playing music or whatever, and say in the kitchen or whatever, and you can't hear a damn thing. And there's nothing to me more annoying having music playing that you can't even hear. You can't work out what the, what the song is. You know, just turn the damn thing off if you can't do it that way. They turn it off. You know, and also sometimes it's quite nice to have it a bit louder so you can really enjoy the music. Because on occasion I do that, but. But in no way does she like that. So, so yeah, I, th- I think I have to do it when she's not around. Sort of thing. <laughs> my, my guilty yeah, pleasure of yeah. loud, loud music. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I know. It's 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 understandable. I, I also yeah. have tinnitus, and I can't find, I can't detect which direction sounds come from. In yes, some cases, yes, I'm, I'm the same. Exactly the same. I I I was outside the other day, and my kids were around, and I said, where's that noise coming from? They said, there's next door, vacuuming the kitchen or something. And no <laughs> way to, it sounded like some sort of a low-flying drone or something. I could not tell where it was coming from or what it was or anything. So. Well, so with the, with the, there's a, a, a colleague of, of mine whose name will, will, I won't mention, but he, he has a like myself, he's got problems with with his ears, and 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 and, and he was always very keen at answering phones because you had to answer the phone after so many rings, you know, because you were manning a help desk or whatever, and it could be the other side of the room, and uh, so the phone would ring, and he'd jump off his seat and shoot off in the wrong direction. We say, Jimmy, no, it's over in that direction. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Oh, that's going the wrong direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's grim. That's plumbing hearing, and it goes wrong. Yeah, this is it. I know, indeed, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Ah, dear. Anyway, so next one is on. It's your show. How I fix a fault in my car for free, thanks to YouTube, and I commented on it, saying I hadn't quite appreciated what was happening. Hi, Mr. X. Excuse the ignorance, but I hadn't appreciated, A, what a heat shield is, and B, what problem was being solved. So I found out that a heat shield protects parts of the underside of a car from the heat of the exhaust pipe or pipes. It's a formed sheet of metal that is bolted to the underside of the car. The problem was that the mounting holes of the metal sheet had corroded and become larger than the bolts and washers holding it on, leading to nasty rattling. The metal tin lids with holes through in them act as giant washers holding the shield on again and preventing rattling! Exclamation mark. I realised that this was a great hack, now I understand it. Yeah, very good. And, and, and my reply to that comment too was, oops, 
Uh, hi, Dave. Oops, I think I have a habit of doing this sort of thing. Uh, I can only apologise to yourself and to any potential listener. I'm glad you managed to solve the mystery in the end and to explain it so eloquently. If only I had said something similar in my episode. Uh, must remember in future to engage the brain before engaging the mouth. All the best, Mr X. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so bad for doing that. And, you know, I get annoyed with my mother because she'll, she'll start in the middle of a, 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 a sentence or something and, and I'll say, what, what, what are you talking about? You know, I'll say, how did we get from that to this? You know, and it's, oh, so, and I think I do the same thing. So it's just terrible. Oh, it's, it's, it's so easily done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, see, I I have not really been fiddling with with cars for a very long time. There was a time back in the sixties, seventies where I used to work for my uncle who had a garage, so I know a, a fair bit about the cars of that era. But <laughs> right. about modern cars. So, so so back then they didn't have heat. Shield. I suppose because no. you you've got a catalytic converter. I suppose that would be the thing. Yeah, I suppose. yeah. I think that's that's part of it. That's definitely ah. part of it. Right, I've right. Not, not really investigated it, but uh, yeah, I had an interesting search through YouTube to find out what what what, what people were doing <laughs> in these cases, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense once yeah, you realise, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I, I think my, my my thinking was well, uh, it probably was that well, if you know something about cars, you don't you'll know what this is about. Uh, but then, uh, and if you if you aren't, and you would just get to go to a mechanic, and you wouldn't do something like this yourself anyway. So, but I really I should have explained what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> so I guess <laughs> terrible. So there was a comment from short, fat, bald guy. Appreciation for episode. He says, simple and elegant. Use what you have. I always love listening to your episodes. I use stainless hose clamps on my 2005 Tacoma catalytic converter heat shield as I was not so fortunate to have a bolted on one. So far they've lasted five years in case your lids meet an untimely demise. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, it's, it's, um, and I should reply to that one. Well, I suppose I can just say, yeah, that's a great, a great comment, and uh, I've bear that in mind. Uh, but I, I missed that comment. Uh, I'm quite bad for that, you know. It's, it's uh, I should check the comments more often, really. <laughs> I, I see them because I, I process them, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I have a head start. <laughs> Indeed, thank you for that. That's that's excellent. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, appreciate enjoyed the enjoyed the show and enjoyed my previous shows. So that, that's 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 all I can ask for. That's excellent. So uh, who's turn? Oh, it's, it, do you want to do the next one? Oh, is, it, is it my turn? Double yeah, three, yeah, double eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Losing so, track there. Sorry. So 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 was I. So the next one is on HPR three three eight eight Linux and Laws season one episode thirty five. The Free Software Foundation Europe uh, by Monochrome. Uh, so, comment two is uh, by Dragstill uh, uh, regarding RMS. Uh, the number of signatories, signatories of the open letter is not five or six figures as mentioned in the episode. It is 3,004. Is it 3,000? Yeah, 3,004. By contrast, a letter supporting Richard Stallman, there's a, a, a URL here, gained 6,800 signatures. Uh, if the FSFE thinks the matter of right or wrong simply depends on how many people are made uncomfortable, it should withdraw its statement with uh, unsubstantiated claims, as there are more people made uncomfortable by the lynch mob than by Richard Stallman. See also, and there's another URL, um, so um, uh, yeah, another URL is a, uh, for a comprehensive account and context of the drama. Yeah, so there we go. Mm. Yes, yes, okay. Um, so Bob says, clarification, 
same subject. In the interest of fairness and balance, the RMS Open Letter gained 3,004 signatories and stopped accepting more after just eight days. The RMS Support Letter uh, has only garnered 6,800 signatures while still accepting signatories over four and a half months later. You also forgot to mention the 61 organisations that are party to the RMS Open Letter. Yeah, yeah. And then a comment four from uh, Dragstail on uh, reclarification. Uh, in the interest of fairness and balance, the RMS support letter started one day after RMS open letter on 2021-0401. When RMS open letter stopped accepting more signatures, uh, RMS support letter had 5,051 signatures. Uh, and there's a, uh, what do you call it, a reference to that. Uh, compared to 3,005 signatures on RMS Open Letter and reference two to that, so two URLs below referencing those. So, yeah, mm, it's, it's a thorny topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was not really aware of uh, a lot of this stuff, I have to admit. No, no. So, okay, yep, yep. we'll call it halt there. That's, that's yep, us yep. dealt with all of the comments. So we normally go through the mailing list at right. some, some level. Uh, the next thing. Okay, okay. I haven't been keeping up with the mailing list uh, conversations, I must admit. No, I... uh... I've got a tab open here in the in the browser, right, with, uh, right. uh, looking at what's on the mailing list archive, which is what's linked in the, the notes. So, so, uh, so there's 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 a, there's a it's, it's the t- headings mailing list discussions. So uh, the first link is called mailing list. Is that the one you're you're referring to, or? Hold on, just have a. If only I could share my screen with you. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. It says mailing list discussions. The threaded discussions this month can be found, and then there's a URL that. All oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, twenty twenty one August. Right, there. and it's yeah. a th- it's the threaded view. I don't. I know Kendall can use that, but that's what I normally use. Okay, okay, I've got that open now. I can see the threaded view. Yeah, huh. So there were a bunch of discussions. I don't think that there's quite a number of messages here. 43, and I don't really think we should spend uh, the, the, the time that, that it would warrant um, going through these in any huge amount of yeah. detail. And you can't really tell sometimes what they're, they're talking about just by looking at the threads sort of thing. So no, no. They're linked the, to really figure out, yeah, yeah. The, um, the reason I put the link in the notes is that you can go and, and read the thread yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yourself. But I'll just mention the major uh, discussion points. Um, right. So there were there were a number of, of, of points. First one was Ken raising this business of the CC by CC by SA, whatever the the license, the C, the credit right. commons license, right. the four point zero version. Four point zero. Yeah, I see that. And mm-hmm. Should we be moving to that? Um, instead of the 3.0, so there's there's right. been there's not been a huge lot of comment on that. A couple of people have commented, but uh, yeah, we, we, we're I think the conclusion pretty much was yeah, let's let's just move. Yeah, yeah, just, but, um, but it may be easier said than done, I suppose. You know, well, I think we'd have to make sure that nothing in the past got shifted. Nothing's already right. been sent right. in, but right. from from 
now on the the default or from some point onward the uh the, the default would be the 4.0 all right okay so you just have a cut off point and move to four right that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then there was a continuation of a discussion about free node i think we'd said something to the effect of go to og class planet on free node and of course free node is to all intents and purposes dead at least dead to us um right because right. because it's been taken over by a hostile a hostile party if you like to put it that way all oh, right right so, right so um there's an alternative which was discussed here so, okay okay but i'm not sure that irc is that heavily used but there's, there's probably some work that needs to be done to get that all rationalised. But uh. right, right. It's a long time since I've, I've been in IRC, so I've doubled it a tiny bit, but not much. Yeah, and I had a long, yeah, long time ago. I've not, I've not been. I used to pop into Orcast Planet every so often, but right, not, right. I've not done so for years. Uh, mm. Then there was a comment from uh, Rowan about the site freeculturepodcast.org, which has been down for a while because the um, the ISP that was that was providing it, or the hosting site that was providing it, uh, had problems with a certificate or something. Right. Um, okay. And this is the list I mentioned earlier on of uh, podcasts which are uh, which are marked as Creative Commons or, or whatever, um, right. which relate to uh, hacking type subjects and that, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. We've okay. got it sorted now, so that's fine. It needs a bit more work to get it filled out a bit more, but uh, maybe restructured a teeny bit. But <laughs> okay. It's, uh, it's there. Uh, okay. There's a suspicious activity on the comments feed, All again, right. which was just a, a hiccup. It was it looked like somebody had broken into the comments or something, but it was just right. the log, which showed the stuff was not up to date. Right. Good, good. Then we had a long thread about... Uh, from a from a correspondent calling themselves E eight H four Fs. I see that one. Mm. <laughs> More shows per day was the request. Wow! And then there was a lot of comments on on that. I can um, imagine. Yes, and I think the conclusion was well uh, from the community at large. That's not really very practical. Um, and. No. No, you know, it, it, we 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 plod along pretty well with the odd, well, fairly frequent, to be honest, t- instance where we're, we it looks like we're gonna we're gonna fall off a cliff and then we don't mm. because people mm-hmm. throw it, send people it step in, yeah, and absolutely. Glad yeah. to send sort of uh, five or six in a row or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but um, uh, but to to try and do more doesn't really seem to be a. A sensible Awfully way, practical, way to yeah, go. No, difficult. No, I would think. I, yeah. I think it would be. Yeah. Not only would it involve the community in uh, another considerable effort to to produce more shows, but also involve the the janitors, essentially Ken and myself, uh, in uh, managing it all. So I don't think that's that's going to happen. Um, no, but. no. If, 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 if I was, uh, I'm sure uh, I had a conversation with uh, my wife about this. And, uh, well, she, she budged about about the uh, numbers. She said, what every day? Why do you have to have one every day? <laughs> She's going in another direction, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And, and I've obviously Ken had an argument about that. That uh, if if you don't have it every day, then there's no consistency with uh, in people. Uh, 
it's a, they rely on coming to the show and they expect a show every day sort of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah there's, a, there's, there's an argument for that as well but uh, yeah you know, I, I think that's, it would be very difficult to do more shows per, per day so yeah yeah I feel so but, uh, I think we've reached a conclusion but uh, we need to need to just check that and review it yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Hooker Cameron O'Brien sent in the thing where he said he'd seen a sign in a window of a restaurant saying podcasters welcome which he says is, is this a sign of the times? <laughs> right. Interesting. Weird. Weird. <laughs> wow. And um, then we had conversation about other podcasts, sources of other podcasts for for the guy who is asking for more more than one a day. And there's some quite helpful right. comments right. to the effect that uh, there's lots of, co- of podcasts out there. You can look back yeah. at old HBR stuff, you can look mm. forward to see the stuff that's going to come up yeah. if you want. And, um, you know, there's, there's there's tons of stuff out there. Um, yeah, so yeah, not, not, not short, does it? Yeah, as you no, say. No, no. Um, so, yeah, some interesting uh, comments there about uh, availability of uh, podcasts. And there's a lot. It's a, it's, a, it's a popular area these days. So, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, seen as desirable to for businesses whatever to create podcasts so you know oh yeah it shouldn't be a shortage no no in fact i think it's been touched on before but i think it's it's going more and more mainstream and uh and 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 more and more uh, sadly more and more walled gardens which i'm not so keen on but uh that's the way it's going yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think without going any deeper into the the mail there's some interesting stuff there. If you've missed it, then recommend you go and have a look. If you haven't kept record yourself, you can see it in the uh, Mailman <laughs> archive uh, by following the link in the community news show notes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff. We've been looking at the events calendar, but not really much. I've kept the items still on the notes. The, right, uh, right. Uh, the, the notes, um, the calendar mostly meetings which are virtual right. so oh uh, yeah just we, clicking we, link here yeah there's some interesting stuff there there's, there was more interesting stuff when the before the the covid uh, pandemic yes, of and course stuff. of course the um i did look at a few of the things coming from debconf in the past week or so there was some interesting stuff there um, right. and they're all available if you look at look up debconf i mean it's not got nothing to do with this particular calendar but uh, right. it would have been there <laughs> okay, the, pre- okay. the previous month so mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's things out there that can be going can be visited to to look for for info and stuff so yeah, yeah. right we'll just call a call a halt at that point but there's one other thing that's the any right. other business and mm-hmm. i like to report progress on the very the two main projects the one is uploading older HBR shows to archive.org. Well, I did right. 10 in the past month. Wow. The previous month, I did about 100. Oh, <laughs> I got stalled by the fact that um, if I wanted to go backwards any further, there, a lot of the shows didn't have tags, and I don't want to upload them without tags. In fact, right, the script right. is written so that it says, there's no tag on the show, I refuse to do it. You can say, <laughs> well, do it anyway. But uh, but then you've got to go and put them, add them in later on, which I don't really want to do. So, right, so right. we've been the, working on uh, doing the tags and summaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what show have you what show are you at just now? Do you, do you know? Fan? I think I did uh, five hundred and sixty show five sixty 
And if you know a tag exists, then you can use the URL of the page where the tags live and put hash um, the name of the tag on the end of it. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, I'm just looking at this. I'm just looking at this. I have, I have looked at it before. But uh, it's not. it wasn't the fact that there's a cloud uh, of tags. It's a fact, as you say, you've got one big unified list. You could do a Control-F. Look, for, look for a word, bang, and you're you're straight there. So it's it's, it's ideal. Yeah, yeah, it, it's um, yeah. Well, Ken says he he uses it quite a lot. I I'd go to it um from time to time. Certainly, if you have a show in front of you and you think, oh, I wonder if there's anything more on this subject, you can go and uh, and use the 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 tag thingy to find anything else relating to it. And you can be a little bit um less precise in your search if you use the control f type of thing um right and uh, and and find you know there's a lot of shows that use the word markdown for example just looking at this here <laughs> so there's there's also there's also be fair number that contain the word coffee but there's one here making good coffee 80 is it also indexed under coffee? I don't know. I have to go and check that one out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could go daft for this. It was go mad. I know, I know. Across the face. I find it quite fascinating. I, I enjoy just browsing through this from time to time. But that's oh. just me. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Very good. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a fun project. So hopefully it will be Indeed. a worthwhile uh, end product. Mm, I thought it already is. It already is, yeah. So, well, that's us then. Uh, mm-hmm. We're now one hour forty minutes, according to the the recording clock. Hopefully, right. we'll be able to trim that down yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, good but, stuff. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, I think we've we, we've we've done the thing, and it's been been fun. Thank you very much for joining in and uh, and helping out there, Mister X. Yes, and, and thank you, Dave. It was it was a pleasure, and uh, it was nice to get a chance to to contribute again to to HPR because I've been out the loop for a while, and uh, hopefully I got a chance to get um, more involved. But it's it's tricky at the moment. Things are like everyone else is finding it hard, so hopefully things will get better going forward. So good stuff, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay, doke. Well, that's been great. Okay, then well, we'll say goodbye to everybody. We will not do. The, do you want to do the hacker public radio thing that we normally do with Ken? Yeah, by by all <laughs> okay, means. Okay, so, so yes, uh, come back and listen to the next show on Hacker. Hacker. Public. Public radio. Radio. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.